And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown At Dynasty Madman. <laughs> Shane Manila. Hey now, Shane is the worst. At Shane is the worst on Twitter. It was not my, not my, uh, that's not my Christian or government. No. no, Oh my gosh. What's so funny is we, we, we all can understand. I mean, you just hit 10,000 followers recently. Everybody knows who you are. And it's just so funny when you say stuff like, well, not really Shane Sword. Like, I think everybody knows that by this point, you don't have to tell everybody anymore. We all know that you're not the worst. Maybe they think that's my actual name. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it'd be pretty funny if that was my name. Like, maybe it's French. French. It's like Shane is the worst. But you know what I mean? It's spelled out (laughs) as the worst. Like a, but you know like a French Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> but it also goes to show that you don't listen to anything I say because for five years I always say Shane Manila. I mean, I say it. I introduce you as Shane Manila. So they're yeah, going to know your name. Guy. We still need to talk about that. I don't want everyone to know my real name. <laughs> oh, well, uh-oh, well, I got to already start marking things down. That, that's funny, man. I, I, I want um, our guest tonight. Because we're having one, I, I, and and we'll talk about that soon, and, and he'll be here soon. But I want his email address to be his Twitter handle, because I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't understand why. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I can tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, he's here now. So, oh, okay, well, there, there he we, <laughs> we, is. Speaking of the devil, Pat. Look at these handsome fellas. What's going on? <laughs> He's so exuberant. I, I know you're, you're so much energy. It's so funny, Pat, because we just started, and because we weren't sure, you know, we were going to bring you in when we started. But but Jeremy kind of went off on a little tangent here, saying that he wants your email address to be your Twitter handle. And then I said why, and then you popped into the room. So Jeremy, Pat's here. Why why do you want that to be? Do some. I, I mean, yeah, it's Pat Fitzmorris, and. You know, you better know who he is, but his Twitter handle is Fitz underscore FF, which is cool. But his email is even cooler because it's Fitz all sizes, F-I-T-Z all sizes. And I, I just think that's great. I love that. <laughs> but wait, I just realized you just told everybody, Pat, do you want people to know what your email address is? Uh-oh. No, that's fine. That is, that's fine. That's not my primary one. Hotmail. Wait, were you, so you were in the porn industry as well. (laughs) I didn't know that. You know Stipes was. I didn't know you were. Pat and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Pat, just, just, you know, I I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but congratulations. I'll work through a bunch of things. Congratulations on your 200th episode. Oh, thank Um, you very much. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. I listened to that yesterday with you and Calm. Um, very good, very good episode as always, and uh, you know, very touching and moving. And, Thank you, uh, sir. You were pitching your meat on there, um, Omaha <laughs> meat, Omaha steaks, and if you know you want Omaha steaks, check out Fits on Fantasy and get the promo code for it. Um, but yeah, apparently you're just giving people the meat, and you fit all sizes. Fits so. all sizes. Wow. <laughs> T-bone down to- <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say here. I was going to say the whole thing, you know, we always have an idea of what we're going to do and it always goes off in tangents in different directions. <laughs> uh, but, you know, listen, Pat, I've been bleeping uh, the F word out of Shane for years, so I can always bleep your email address if you wanted me to. No, not at all. That's fine. That is a, it's a secondary address anyway. So that was one of those things where I was just uh, spur of the moment I had to come up with that 
email address. I'm just, just like, so that's do this. So, so that's fits all sizes at AOL.com, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to have you here. And, um, you know, like talking about episodes, you were one off from our 250th episode from last week. Oh, wow. Congratulations, gents. No, I had not heard the episode last week. I did not realize it was an anniversary for you guys, too. Yeah. That doesn't really count. That's like, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're married and your wife's like, oh, this is the anniversary of our first date. Like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> you're I saying it's to, arbitrary. Yeah, it's just I don't arbitrary. have to remember that shit. Like, there's one big one. That's the one I got to remember. You hit the hundreds. Yeah. It, it is. It. it is kind of funny how we just make up these numbers that you're supposed to celebrate 50 and 100 and well, none of that really matters you know it feels like we've been together for decades not just well, five fifth, years fifth year anniversary is in december i know it's around like the 15th 16th somewhere that week um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know just ahead of christmas we'll, we'll have that gift wrapped for ourselves oh my god so then you missed last week's episode but one thing we were i was talking about was how people um pitch taco bell on oh no or no no, no KFC. not KFC. kfc kfc excuse me we wish on it was some, taco Bell. some of their shows on their podcast and I, I don't trust their fantasy advice as much anymore um and then i did mention that you also pitch meat but it's good meat <laughs> yeah he didn't say that yeah. <laughs> well if we're gonna talk about pitching you know you could talk about campus to canton right here since we were about to do the news it is hey. time all right, it's Campus to Canton um, at campustocanton.com. Use promo code HQ, sign up, become a uh, subscriber over there, save yourself 10%. Um, if you want to play Campus to Canton leagues, um, it's great for that. Obviously, they had all types of tools, they have all types of articles, great writers, uh, great podcasters over there. If you want to play just Debbie leagues, it's also great for that. If you, you for some reason, live under a rock and don't know who Jameer Gibbs is or B. John Robinson or Sean Tepker or Zach Evans or, uh, I don't know, Jordan Jordan Addison. Yeah. You know, go go, CJ Stroud, all the, like, just go join C to C and then, um, then you can start playing in some C to C leagues and they are, um, a whole level of fun that, uh, I really, really enjoy. And I'm going to actually get to be on, um, campus next week with, uh, with our boy field. So that'll be fun. That's cool. Did you just like it? Did you just not mention any Ohio State guys just to to piss off Jeremy? (laughs) Did I say CJ Stroud? You didn't you say last week? Didn't you say Allen? You mentioned Allen last week. Yeah, and we've talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. a couple. I mean, Wisconsin player. Jackson Smith and G and Jigba. Um, I finally yeah, learned how to pronounce his name, and then he's having a terrible year. But you know what? That's fine. So many good players in the Big Ten, but you mentioned the big name running backs. I see. I see where you're going. We all know what you're looking for. Yeah, and <laughs> drop all those running. Yeah, backs. I do have to thank you, Jeremy, for not rubbing my nose in it when uh, you know Ohio State pretty much disemboweled Wisconsin on national TV a few <laughs> weeks ago. Nice of you to not reach out and you know. Say hello. No, you know what? I should have said something before the game and, you know, good luck and that kind of thing. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not really that way about it. And I think the reason comes from being a Browns fan. I know how it is. Like, to, And, uh, you know, Ohio State, we're lucky right now. Um, my wife and I actually got tickets to that game, not knowing how it was going to come out. We had a great time, but I'm not I'm not one to do that. Um, I hope you guys turn it around. The only team I like to hate in the Big Ten is Michigan. And I was actually pulling from Penn State to beat them and that didn't even come close to happening, but we'll we'll take care of that later this season. But yeah, buddy, um, 
you guys have always have a great running game. Nothing but respect for the Big Ten teams. I know, you know, people are down on the conference, but there's a lot of talent and a lot of good coaching right now in the Big Ten. That's a Midwest thing, because when I went to the Penn State game a couple weeks ago and they were playing, I don't even remember who they were playing, but I saw a little kid wearing a jersey for the other team, and I booed them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised. And I'm not even really a Penn State fan, but you know what I mean? I had to support the home team. Did you have fun, though? You could see the traditions. Like, every school is like that. They all tailgate. They all have the traditions. It's like, and you hang out with the opposing teams. I mean... If you're human, I mean, there are a lot of fans that didn't go to the schools that are just, you know, loud and obnoxious. That happens, too. But, I mean, really, a lot of camaraderie even across the, you know, the field um, from opposing fans. And it's just that that's the kind of thing I wanted you to see about Big Ten football. And it happens in other conferences, too. But I, I know the Big Ten from going to school there. You know, Pat knows it, too. You know, seeing those games in college. And there's just... And a significance about those traditions that, you know, Saturdays, I mean, it's so exciting to just have breakfast and go to the noon game. I mean, we went to breakfast at like, I think we were there at six in the morning by six forty-five, seven o'clock. We were already drinking. <laughs> um, I can't ever do it that early. But and, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> early, it was, it was yeah. a really good time. And then I realized I didn't have my Dunkin' Donuts. So I, I grub hubbed our Uber Eats, uh, a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee to me in the Penn State lot. <laughs> Just went out and met the dude on the street. It was good that's stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. When I went to when I went to UF, that's what we used to do. We used to start drinking at seven, eight in the morning before the game and go walk over to the games. But what's cool is my my kids at uh, UCF now, and we never really watched college football around here. We only watched uh, NFL. But every single Saturday so far, he has called me on Saturdays, going, "Oh my God, the score is like seventy to thirteen, and oh my, like he gets so excited to see how big the scores are at UCF, and yeah. apparently they're pretty good, and they keep beating all these teams." Like keep playing so it's just cool to hear him get so excited about it when we never really watched any college football at all college football is just more on you know it's it's unpredictable and and i like nfl football don't get me wrong you see the best of the players you know most of them were in these colleges we're talking about you know playing good well at one time but it's it's neat because it's less predictable and and it's exciting and you know how many times do you get excited about you know a screen pass to your favorite running back in the nfl i mean if you know they score yay but i mean it's the, the nfl does a lot of things over and over and i love it you guys love it but there's just something about college football that level that tier that's um that that's got so much excitement and you know i love i love it c2c um you know my team winning all that's good stuff but speaking of c2c pat do you play any kind of fantasy football that involves college players and everything or do you just strictly play with nfl players Strictly NFL, but I mean, I follow it. I like college football a lot. I'm always tracking these guys for future rookie drafts and dynasty. So I do need to get into Devi. Um, like it's, it's inevitable that I do, but like I've been kind of resisting, um, you know, just knowing that I need to keep some parts of Saturdays open for errands and various, uh, you know, household honeydew stuff, but I have been watching more college football, I think, this season than, than most recent seasons. And uh, part of that is just my dynasty, like wanting to stay on top of the, the class of 2023 and 2024 for that. And matter, 2024. Which, yeah. Also looking like a good class. So. Yeah, for, you oh, got to no. join. You got to join. Yeah. You got to join a CDC league with me and then uh, join the 
sign up for campuscanton.com and use promo code HQ to save 10% on them. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and it's funny, Shane brought that up last week that that 2024 class is starting to look good. That's what he was talking about last week. So, yeah. Shane, did we have any news? Or were we yeah, just we've got gonna... all types of goddamn news. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, put so, well, there... I put a lot of work into this news, thank you. Yeah, well, I see there's already a trade at the top of our list before the news. All right, so we've got Carson Wentz out, broken, <laughs> fractured finger, four to six weeks. If I'm Washington, I'd probably just cut him and just just move on. So it looks like <laughs> Tyler, Taylor, I'll never Taylor. learn his name, Taylor Heineke, yeah. Heineke, he's going to get the start, right? Um, at least for this week. Does anyone have any hopes that this <laughs> is going to be good for Terry McLaurin, who has been uh, awful this year? <laughs> could it hurt? <laughs> I was just going to say, how could it hurt? You know, it's been so bleak for McLaurin. But I, I was kind of hoping they'd just go right to the Sam Howell portion of the program, you know? Sam Thank Howell's you. not good. Like, I know we 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 love, like, just, just throw the rookie in there. It's going to be fun. He'll be Bailey Zappi. All of a sudden, Bailey Zappi's a good thing. I think Sam <laughs> Howell is going to be awful. Probably. I mean, he was yeah. the one guy from this class that um, – produced as a freshman, like produced a young age in a major conference. Uh, you know, like we didn't even see, I don't know, didn't see Pickett produce until he was 32. past the age. Exactly. You know, like a, a season he shouldn't have even had. Wouldn't have been drafted after his his regular senior yeah, year. Fortunate so. for him. So are you claiming that Kenny Pickett actually created COVID? As a, as a ruse <laughs> to get an additional year in college um, so that he could finally be good. In a lab somewhere, of course, okay. yes. I Like I saw on, on uh, Twitter, they were saying that uh, Brady's going to retire 0-1 to Kenny Pickett. Uh, that's not going to happen because Brady's getting divorced, so he's never going to retire. <laughs> oh, so he's going to keep playing, you mean? Yes. Uh, uh, so you did a trade, though, with Tyler, though? Uh, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I gave a big trade. Big trade. Um, gave Taylor up. I was offered a 2023 third. I said, no, 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 sir. You don't get him that cheap. Not from me. Uh, I need dinner and a, and a movie. I got two thirds for him um, instead from 2023. And that was in one of the, the listener leagues. Is it in HQ1 by any chance? Because if that, I, that would be even more you would need in a 16-team league. I believe it's HQ3. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. But real quick, I just wanted to follow up on the Tyler. Uh, Tar- I'm just calling everyone Tyler now. I know. Tar- you got uh, me to say Tyler, too. <laughs> uh, Terry McLaurin. So he scored 11.1 fantasy points per game this year. What do you think he did last year with uh, Heineke? Pat, do you know? Hmm. I do not. Just how, Wait. How many How many did you say right now so far? 11.1 this year. 11, 11, let's just say 11 points per game this year. I don't know. 13.3. Pretty close, 12.9. So it's not a significant difference. Um, and that's without Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel um, being healthy. So, well, Dotson wasn't on the team, obviously. But without Curtis Samuel being healthy and without Dotson around, and I assume Dotson's going to come back at some point. So it's not great for Terry McLaurin, man. I, I traded for him in a league me and Patterson, and um, it really just has pissed in my face that move trading for him and Cl- chase claypool felt good at the time ah, like, it'll yeah. be okay you're being pessimistic and honestly back to sam howell how he couldn't be worse than carson Wentz. so i'm gonna go with pat he produced early i think it's gonna be good for washington that Wentz got hurt 
Gotta 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 be upbeat I, about that. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I've lived through the Carson Wentz experience. It's not a good thing. What, not 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 this version of him, right? Sure. Whatever he, the twenty seventeen great eighteen, he was okay. Twenty nineteen, he was good. Since then, he's just been a trash can everywhere he's gone, and he's just quickly worn out his welcome. Like his teammates hate him, his coaches hate him, his wife divorced him. Um, <laughs> I think he had a kid, and the kid went ahead and emancipated themselves. Shut from, up! Did, did, does um, he have a contract? How much longer is his contract? <laughs> I'm not going to let you I, talk about his kids. No, I'm not talking about his kids. I'm saying his kid was smart and he got emancipated. Oh my god! And, you know, well, actually, I you no, no, no. Shut up! You started by saying they should just cut him. Does he have a contract still and everything? Well, yes, everyone has a contract. No one plays for free in the oh NFL. My God, but, I mean, does it is it at the end of this season? Is it a one year thing? You know what I'm fucking saying. So answer it. Look, I'm on medication. I'm tired. I don't feel good. Don't give me shit tonight. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. The dead cap after cutting him uh, post June one in 2022 is uh, zero. Oh, okay. Um, and the post and the 2023 dead cap is also zero. So there's about a thousand percent chance that he is cut <laughs> as soon as. Uh, this, well, he'll be designated to be cut as soon as the season ends. I'll let him know that, like, no, don't come back because come June 1st, you're gone, bro. Okay. So- more Pat, more Pat, more Pat. <laughs> well, when you walked away, Jeremy Pat was talking. Damn it. Now I got to listen to the podcast. Pat, Pat, how did you feel about, let me ask you this. How did you feel about one of your favorite players? Um uh, and Matthew Friedman had a nice tweet about this uh, yesterday that I brought to your attention. How, how do you feel about Brian Robinson's? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so let's revisit the trade uh, Shane and I made in, in the Jax Falcone Dynasty League, where Shane and I are currently engaged in a race to the bottom. For, oh, uh, sweet. B. John Robinson, uh, CJ Stroud sweepstakes. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, the aforementioned Felix Sharp and JJ Zacharyson are, are both 0 and 6, uh, beating Shane and I, who are both 1 and 5. Oh so we're not gosh. we're not in the pole position oh for uh, that. For Felix those. is trying to get that first round pick. I mean that that sounds like he's just basically um, catering to his uh, demographic. Yeah. Right so uh, Shane, what was the deal? So we it was bad all around. <laughs> I gave up Antonio, Antonio Gibson. Gibson for my one was. Was it one thirteen? Might have been one ten or so. And one ten was it? And a, and a okay. second rounder. I said, "Let me get that James Cook because I'm in love with him." That hasn't worked out so well yet. Yeah. And then in the second round, I said, "Yeah, let me get Brian Robinson because he's going to replace Antonio Gibson, which he was well on his way to doing until." <laughs> that this is this is one of those dynasty trades that has uh, somehow helped absolutely no Ain't one. Much. Yeah, that that's made both of us look stupid somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably me more so with with Gibson re- being replaced by uh, Brian Robinson. But like, I, I don't know, Brian Robinson did. No one looks good behind that offensive line. Right. It's just kind of a train wreck. <laughs> and I, I mean, I love talking about uh, kids being emancipated. I would love to see <laughs> Gibson just go somewhere other than Washington, get the frick away from that team you know like i still feel like he's the most talented guy in that backfield i heard a sports reporter from uh, washington saying that today on the radio when i was listening to the radio that he wants him to just be able to go to another team that he loves the player enough but he just wants him gone and go play somewhere else um i mean we never know what's going on behind the scenes like but a big dude who's fast who has a, a background as a wide receiver like 
why isn't this working? I mean, it did work. He scored double digit touchdowns his first two years in the league. Um, I know it's just frustrating. And then he, I love how I can't remember if it was uh, Ron Rivera or Scott Turner who got asked about like the lack of usage of Gibson at the end. And they were kind of taking him. Oh, is that it? Uh, I, I didn't realize we got to get him on the field more. You're right. You know? Yeah, that was that was right. Rivera pulling the whole Urban oh, Meyer. Like, oh, I don't I don't have anything to do with when the players play. I'm just a coach, bro. Yeah. I'd like to see Gibson in Cincinnati, Pat. I was going to ask you where you like this because I'm not Ooh. a Joe Mixon fan. I, I think that guy is pretty overrated. I know running back one at times and I just every time, but I just, he leaves me like watching a play going, Oh my God, uh, any running back would have scored other than Joe Mixon kind of thing, or that play could have been so much more Gibson on that offense would be pretty sweet. I think. Yeah, that's, that would be a good spot. I know what you're talking about with Mixon. Like there'll be this gaping hole and he blasts through it. And all of a sudden he gets tackled after like seven yards. And you're like, how did that not go for 20? Yeah, well, so here's the thing, man. I, I've I'm, I've been pumping mixing up over all over the place because I'm like the usage and the volume and the goal line work and the targets. Like it's all he's getting it. It's volume, like eventually, yeah. it's just going to have to break. Like the dam's going to have to break. Is what I think. Um, so I'm actually looking to add him in any league that I can and in dynasty where I'm competing. At least, obviously, I'm not going to add him to a tanking team. <laughs> um, but. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind actually adding him in a couple leagues, even though you guys hate him. But Antonio Gibson, yeah, Antonio Gibson's interesting because he is like you could just see the difference between him and Brian Robinson in the game the other night. Like just watching them, like Gibson is just explosive and gone. And it's just, I know that he fumbles too much, but it feels like there's there's definitely something else there. Like it's got to be something more than that. Like I, I don't know what Gibson did to Ron Rivera, but he did something that he really didn't like um, because he is he is talented. I don't know if he's he's elite, but he can at least be. He should be at least top ten uh, fantasy back. So it's just very confusing as to what's going on there. Yeah. When is the trade deadline? Like when when are we? They not allowed to do it anymore? Because I know a trade happened. You know, two days ago and. With uh, Robbie Anderson, he got into a fight with the coach. He got kicked out of the yeah, game, and then he got traded away. But like, how much longer is the trade? What is this? Oh, this is going into week seven. Yeah, we're going into week seven. The trade deadline is uh, da, 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 after the Tuesday after week eight. Oh, so there's a week left. So that maybe yeah, he will so get traded first- to another team. It you, you always. I feel like we always give this this hope or we that's our out we're like this player is going to get moved we just know he's going to get moved but i mean by and large nfl teams just don't do that like for whatever reason they they're not because mostly because they know that another team isn't going to pay anything right like somehow carolina got multiple picks for robbie anderson (laughs) which is hilarious he's not good at football and he argued with the coaches on the bench and do just just everything about him and somehow they got multiple picks for him but but generally if teams know that you're just you're basically not gonna like they're not gonna give you anything of real value for a player that you basically aren't using like they're just not going to do it like you know even christian mccaffrey when there was all the rumors last week about oh maybe they'll trade him and the rumors are on twitter it's like oh well the the best he'll pull is a third it's christian mccaffrey you know (laughs) but pat you were shaking your head about robbie anderson and laughing what were you thinking um that i wrote him up in a weekly props uh 
article that I do for betting pros. Uh-huh. Like I, I recommended the under on Robbie Anderson's receiving yards. I was thinking that I should have got, and I also actually bet that one myself. Like I should have gotten more than the normal amount for a win on that when he gets kicked yeah. off the <laughs> sideline. Like I should get double the pay for that. It was funny. I was on a plane flying back from Detroit. And when I got home, I saw the whole thing about him getting kicked out. And then the next morning I see, oh, they've traded him to Arizona. And I thought it was a joke. Like I thought they were like joking around on Twitter that he was traded because it had happened so quickly. And, and, uh, uh, but we had some other stuff about Arizona. Look at your face on the on the news thing. The second thing you have on here is a, is part of the reason why he probably got traded to Arizona. Well, yeah. So uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, I don't know what the official injury de- designation is, but I'm just going to call it a, a shattered foot. Um, so he is a shattered foot. Uh, I was going to ask you. That's how you wrote it on this show sheet, but that's not how it's it, it's. I don't believe that's right? the medical term. No, look, I I'm obviously Pat Pat on Pat show. They they do have a um a medical correspondent come on. Um, I don't remember if he went over the Marquise Brown injury, and if he did, I know he definitely did not call it a shattered foot. So that's not the medical term. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. That, that's the term I'm going to use. So he's got a shattered foot, and it's the same foot that he had the Liz Frank injury in in college that he had pins in his feet for foot for a year, which concerns me even more. So he's going to be out at least four to six weeks, they think. Um, but I'm more concerned long term because he's already had a shattered foot once. And if you shatter your foot again, I mean, just I'm not a doctor again, but I shattered think that's bad. Feet, shattered feet. Pat, what did you guys talk about on your show? I'm just watching Pat, and he's like holding his lips tight, like so that it doesn't come out on the mic that he's laughing. But we got Shane, uh, Shane, uh, paraphrasing your show. That's what we've come to over here at this HQ. Pat's medical expert did not say shattered foot. So what Shane is saying is that he doesn't ever want to have Marquise Hollywood Brown on his dynasty teams ever again. I'm assuming. Like, I kind of, I don't know. I, I think he's been sort of overrated. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of not too interested in him either. And they're saying now, like, it could be a four-week thing. There's no way he's back in four weeks. There's just no chance of that happening. Like, I'll be, I'll be shocked if he's back before, like, mid-December. So I just looked up some trades on DLF. You guys can tell me if you like these or not. And mind you... Uh, Hollywood was a wide receiver one this season before he went out. Um, Amen, brother. Ton of volume, which and people were scared because DeAndre Hopkins was going to come back and uh, you know steal all his targets. But here's here's some trades. Are you taking Marquise Hollywood Brown or Devin Singletary? Yes, <laughs> Singletary. You're taking Singletary. Singletary straight up in Dynasty. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, then I already know this: Marquise Brown or uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Pat. I don't know, man. Um, Pat loves Juju. Come on, Pat. <laughs> I did love Juju. Wait, can I can I give you a fun Juju stat? Sure. Kind of, Absolutely. Kind of, it's actually a two-parter. Um, so before <laughs> last week when he had his good game, before that, Patrick Mahomes' passer rating on throws to Juju was 10 points lower than Baker Mayfield's passer rating this season. <laughs> And and then last week, after Juju had five targets and caught all of them and turned them into 113 yards and a touchdown, yeah. now big, uh, now Mahomes' passer rating is all the way up to Carson Wentz's passer rating oh, this year on nice. throws to Juju. 
actually uh, 0.3 higher than Carson Wentz's pass. So, <laughs> I love uh, it. boy, that one. I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope for Juju anymore. That almost makes me want to take Hollywood. That one's close. I, I guess I'd still rather have Juju. Give me the four to six weeks with no playing at all. <laughs> still Brown. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I completely see uh, where Pat's going. I'm a big Juju Smith-Schuster fan. I know you can't stand him for some reason, Mike. Yeah. But um, and even though he played for the Steelers, I still always liked him. I held out hope. I. Yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, Brown was doing great, right? You can't. So straight up, that's a toughie. I, I'd probably still take Juju, though, um, very, very closely. Today's only Wednesday, so it's only been a couple of days. Is there a lot of trades on the DLF thing, or is there only uh, two that a, you mentioned? No, there's a, a, a pretty good amount. I mean, a lot where he's a piece and a part of a larger deal, but also I saw him trade it straight up for Tyler Lockett. Right. And Tyler Lockett is the wide receiver, I believe, 21 on this season. Just uh, just putting that out there. Here's the thing about Hollywood. He is still just 25 years old. feels like he's been around forever, right? But that, I, I, I don't know. I, Pat, you're going to have to talk to your doctor guy and get me some feedback <laughs> on the toll. Like, is repeated, shattered foot thing? Yeah. Is repeated shattered foot syndrome a thing? Because I feel like if it is, then I'm going to stay far away from Marquise Brown. But if it's not then this is a good opportunity Sounds painful. to get and get me some marquees. And, and Pat, if you want to, you could plug your, uh, your medical guy. Since change keeps saying your medical guy. Yes. Uh, Dr. Deepak Chona. He does uh, a little medical review at the top of my show uh-huh. uh, every week. Um, and he's really good. He's doing articles for us. He's doing an appearance on our Sunday nights live stream. Um, so, you know, with, quick takes on that day's uh injury injuries like yeah he's really good so he has some tip-top information and uh we're trying to stay on top of all the injury stuff obviously in season he's been a big ace up our sleeve for sure that's cool So you're just saying his medical expertise is a little better than mine just because i say things <laughs> like right. shattered I mean, yes, yes. They, when, when he was uh attending harvard i don't think they used shattered foot syndrome <laughs> to describe any of the injuries he was studying were you were when you were on the streets of philadelphia and he was at harvard <laughs> you know pat you mentioned about like doing stuff before games and 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 for him to give the news i see you a lot of times on sunday morning where you say i'm taking over the fantasy pros twitter account uh, send me your starts and sits how often do you do that and do you like doing that Every week for an hour, Mike, it's like noon to uh, or 11 a.m. to noon Eastern. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just like blast through as many, uh, you know, start sets as I can. And the, the bad thing is, like, I know I'm, I'm giving people a lot of bad advice, like, you know, <laughs> no, some good not. advice, <laughs> bad advice. <laughs> I mean, like, all right, so I'm, I'm giving them good advice more often than bad, but like, inevitably I'm going to give people a lot of bad advice and like, I'll get reminded of it when a couple of people be like, you know, just like at the end of every day, a couple of people like take some of the worst calls, like, you mm-hmm. know, good call schmuck kind oh. of thing. Aww. Very, very few, very 100%. few pa- people say that like one or two people will like <laughs> point out my bad game. calls. Exactly. But what you always get those, you can't get them all right. I like the work that you're doing. I'll tell you what, I will listen okay. to you before these, uh, uh, social in, uh, influencers on Twitter 
that that do the same thing um definitely and i i think you're doing fine it, it is a tough gig and yeah don't let those people I always thought it was interesting, too, because the people that are asking you that question, you know, they're asking you because they're on the fence of what to do. They ask you the question, you answer them, and then they lean that way just because you did it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's your fault that they chose that player, you know? Oh, yeah. Mike, I I take no responsibility whatsoever. (laughs) It's not, I want no credit if it works out. I want no blame. It's your team. You're asking me what I do if it was my team. I'm telling you, that's it. Exactly. That's the best way to think about it. So, Shane, you have something here about Sam Darnold. Oh, look, this is what it's come to <laughs> in Carolina. <laughs> Our news is, is ta- Taylor Heineke and Sam Darnold. Yay. All, look, hey, look, it's I mean, all back. fantasy relevant stuff, right? I mean, DJ Moore. Are we ready for DJ Moore, the ascension back to – Wide receiver two status, as opposed to, I believe he's a wide receiver seven right now, give or take. I'm not great with Matt. He's on pace for like 600 yards or something in an entire yeah, season. Yeah. It's yeah, horrible. Some, someone tweeted out the stat last week. He had 150% of the air yards, but 150% of the air yards was like 30 yards passing. Like it was bad. It was bad. So, anyway, uh, Sam Darnold is designated from IR to return from IR this week. So, I said, you know, DJ Moore had to do better with 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 Sam Darnold than what he's done this year, right? And he did. He scored 14.6 fantasy points in 12 games with Sam Darnold last year compared to, Jesus, 8.4 he's scoring this year. <laughs> right. That is just awful. But wait, isn't Jacob Eason going to start this week? Uh, I don't know because they have 21 days, I think, to activate Sam Darnold. That's how it works, right? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it'll be Jacob Eason. I think we're going to see Eason this week, probably. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. I'm not. I'm thinking beyond this week. I'm just thinking that there's a fairly significant chance yeah, that Carolina is going to turn this back over to Sam Darnold and just go, let, let's just finish this. Like, I mean, he could be half the season, right, Shane? I mean, you're talking about the second yeah. half. Wait, Pat's all. cracking up. <laughs> oh, Sam is actually, he's my number three quarterback on a super flex dynasty team. That's actually a good team. And I, I, <laughs> kind of need him i could have used him i uh my only two quarterbacks are are kyler and tua and when tua got hurt hurt it led to a gross overpay for teddy bridgewater and a trade no uh-huh. like a really gross overpay but um i don't know part of it the guy who i overpaid is going to be doing a big sell-off later in the season part of it was trying to get into his good graces for that eventual <laughs> sell-off that's smart yeah that's um, the long play there you go <laughs> yeah but it was uh and and then you know my first game with teddy was him getting concussed or not same on the here. first play and uh yeah me not having him at all that game so <laughs> same thing happened to me in a bunch of leagues because i had two uh and then i put in teddy and then i lost him on the first play also and i've lost uh winston but two is coming back and winston's coming back this week right yeah uh, so that's, that's what it looks like or is winston gonna play have they said he's gonna start They've only said that he doesn't have an injury designation. They haven't said whether he's going to start or not. But according to today, they said he has no injury designation. So the fractured back is healed? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, it's still fractured, just not as bad. Yeah, you just look at his name. There's no injury. And and the top news on my MFL says uh, uh, Winston has no injury designation, but it says that they haven't said whether he's going to play or not. Yeah, but, but two is definitely starting. Two is definitely going to start. Yeah. Right. 
So there you go. It's funny how all the different stakeholders in that Saints offense like want different things at quarterback. All the Camara people are like, no, man, just keep Dalton in there. Like he (laughs) he's dumping it off to our guy eight or nine times a game. All the Alave people are probably like, yes, bring back Jameis so he can throw those 60 yard bombs. Uh, I I I mean, it's go ahead. I could be wrong, but I think Olave is almost agnostic, quarterback agnostic, right? Didn't the, the touchdown that he got knocked out on, that was from Dalton, right? Um, yes. Yep. And he, he saw a pretty good target share. Now, mind you, Thomas and I believe Landry were out too. I think Olave is agnostic to it, but definitely yes. Kamara. Like you look at Kamara's numbers last year with Winston, and they were awful because they were using him as a pure running back, and it was right. terrible. It was they weren't giving him targets, and yeah, he's getting targets now. So. I, but here's the thing. Jameis has a broken back that 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 doesn't heal on its own in three weeks. So I got a feeling he might miss more time. But but if they say he has no injury designation, so then you just say he has the broken back, but he's not injured is what you're saying? I, I don't understand. I just get <laughs> I get the sleeper alerts. And every Wednesday, uh, every player has suddenly become questionable. Right. Every Thursday at three in the morning, sleeper then tells me that they're all healthy. Um, and then several of them are ruled out. I feel like there's too many updates. Like they're, they're on, on top of it so much that it just confuses me further. Like, just like wait until later to, to tell me what, what's going on instead of the wavering designation or the questionable to, Oh, he's playing today. And you're like, Oh crap. Or he's sitting today. It's just, I feel like that's like a, a negative of news traveling so fast. It's just too much. You're inundated. Like just, I remember the old days, Mike, Pat, where like you just you wouldn't know anything until like the day of the game, like right before, and you'd yeah, but your players. I mean, just not to get off on a tangent or whatever, but it's what people want. You know what I mean? It is. If you you just look no, at of it, of course like, it is. Yeah, you I know, mean, I, like definitely. You go into our patron chat, and on you know Wednesdays there'll be people going, "Oh, so and so didn't practice today," and I'll go. Don't worry about it till Friday, but I get it because people do care because they just they have an insatiable need for for information. And that's why Twitter doctors uh, or doctors that are on Twitter do so well, usually is because people run to them as soon as something happens because they're like, I need to know immediately. Like they just we just want information. Yeah. And the designations change. It seems like a lot more, especially since COVID, where it's like one second you've got all these players and then next you go to set your lineup and it says you have an IR violation because like half of them are no longer uh, out or whatever. You know, and it, it <clears throat> they seem to change it a lot. But Pat, I want to ask you a question. You said that you did that trade with someone in your league, uh, to set up for the long play, for down the road when you're trying to make a move, I guess either to make your team better or dump another player. But on Twitter, you had mentioned about people going into dumping mode in Dynasty. And Jeremy actually posted on our show sheet your tweet about um, what you were suggesting people to do if you're in dumping mode with a certain player, right? Yeah, are we talking? This is the Elijah Moore uh, tweet. Yes, recently. Yeah, I thought he was a pretty good target if you are in sell-off mode, where you are, you know, tanking. Um, or so, if someone has Elijah Moore and they are contending now, like he's a good guy to get if you're in a rebuild. I think because he has no value right now to to whoever has him. Like Zach Wilson is just basically murdering his value. 
pretty much the value of every wide receiver on that team for that matter. Um, but we've seen evidence that Elijah Moore is really good. Like that, that stretch yeah. from week nine to week 13 of last year when he was the wide receiver too. Um, the dude can play. I mean, it, it didn't help that they also brought in Garrett Wilson and, you know, you've, right. you've got three pretty good receivers there now. And, you know, a quarterback who can't feed even in one receiver. So, um, oh, yeah, and, frustrating, yeah, but I, yeah. And I, I think, you know, bright future for Elijah Moore. I think Gibson kind of fits that mold too. I don't know how you guys feel about that. A guy who in a different scenario might be more valuable and has no value right now. I don't know, Shane. Kind you of know, average receiver yeah, now, Shane definitely. like you said, and they can't make any of them relevant. Um, right. It's sad. No, I love I loved Elijah Moore. Looking at what he did as a rookie, like everything told you, and based on his his uh, collegiate profile, you're like, this dude's gonna smash. Came in, he smashed as a rookie, you know, relative. Um, I, I got him everywhere, like so much to the point where even when they added Garrett Wilson, I go, that's fine. They can support both of them. Sure. Um, it's just it's. I mean, maybe the addition of Brees Hall, who is the dynasty RB1, um, is why they <laughs> don't feel the need Not to pass either. as much. I mean, because Wilson attempted, what, 18 passes last week? I think he's a, he's yeah. completed no more than 14 passes in the games that he's been back. Like, no one can survive on that volume. You know, um, even if you get a 30% target share of 18, what's that, six? You're getting six targets. Like, you need to convert all of them, and they need to be for yards or to end or a touchdown, or you're not going to produce – Although, I guess Moore didn't get any targets, so that's. One <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> Come on. but yeah, it is. It is troublesome that Corey Davis is out snapping him. Like what? This is this feels like the classic. Like I'm a I'm a muscle head coach. I don't like how this kid practices, so I'm going to teach him a lesson by putting the worst player on the field regardless of the fact that this player more is infinitely better than the other and he could help our team win, but I need to build culture because I do steroids. Like that's <laughs> what I imagine is running oh, through Robert Sala's head. Wow. Allegedly. Allegedly. But that's the crazy thing. Like, I mean, really they have an above average cast of characters at wide receiver. I mean, what team wouldn't want just the three guys we mentioned? There's others. They have like a platoon of wide receivers and that team can't do anything about it. I mean, you know, there's going to be some give and take and we should be able to have discussions on why Corey Davis is stealing the limelight from Elijah Moore. You can't even do that because nobody's getting the love. It's, I mean... It's hilarious that Joe Flacco had like, you know, all three wide receivers clicking Tyler mm -hmm. Conklin. Like he's making all these guys fantasy relevant. Like Joe Flacco, Flacco is the ultimate fantasy facilitator. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. Zach Wilson comes back and it's like the bright lights going on at the bar at two in the morning. Like our <laughs> time, everyone got it. Everyone's got to go home. Hydric Cougars. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. And the party was over. I mean, Zach Wilson comes back and no one's fantasy relevant anymore. Tyler Conklin's had like three targets the last two weeks, like so much for his value. Oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't, it's, it's again, I'm blaming the coach, right? You have a, you have a, a quarterback you drafted in the first round, high, highly in the first round. And your plan is, well, let's just hide this guy. Um, I, yeah. unless, unless they're just already out on them, you know what I mean? But it, it didn't seem like they were based on that, what they did in the off season. It seems like they tried to build an offense around him, but then the season starts and you know, yeah, when Joe Flacco's out of there, then they're like, no, 
no, we can't let this kid throw. Like I, I just, I don't get the thought process at all. I, I get, you want to run when you have Brees Hall, you should want to run a lot. And you have Michael Carter, who is a, and this will be the only time I ever say this, a competent uh, uh, running back in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, he is. It's a good compliment. But you would think you'd want to highlight the the quarterback a little bit. Like you did give him Elijah, well, you know, Elijah Moore last year. You gave him Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. Like you would think you 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 did these things to to let Zach Wilson shine, unless they just think he's that bad. Well, it's interesting though because you guys are all talking in terms of the NFL, but with Pat's tweet, it's about dynasty and and grabbing these players that are not necessarily doing what we want them to do right now, but have the potential to do it down the road. And other than Elijah Moore, Pat, did you have any other choices when you were making this tweet, or did you just make this tweet just based on what you were thinking about with Elijah Moore? Or do you have some other players that are underrated right now? Yeah, I was thinking specifically about Elijah Moore, and I don't know why. I was thinking about him at the time. I just I think it was seeing that stat line, that non-existent stat line from this past week. Like, God, Elijah Moore is just being totally wasted in this situation. And um, he is a guy, though, I think down the road is going to pop. I, just a talented dude. Everyone was raving about him in his rookie year, like in from mini camp on. And um, you know, then finally showed it last year again, mostly not with Zach Wilson at quarterback. <laughs> right. And yeah. um, yeah, and it, it just seems like he's not, it's not going to happen for him with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Yeah, and, an investment um, in talent. I mean, it's a great bet. Yeah. And, it, but like Antonio Gibson was another guy. Um, you know, I'm sure we could probably think of others. Like, I don't have anyone else at top of mind, but. Um, right. Well, we know that Shane loves Elijah Moore. Was there somebody, Shane, that you think, like that you're looking around right now? Because you, out of all of us, you're sending out trade offers every single day, just about. You're doing deals all over the place. Is there any of these players that are not necessarily living up to their potential right now that you're looking at? What about DJ, Shane? Deontay Johnson? Not DJ Moore, right? Deontay Johnson? Right. Or, or Deontay. Yeah. I, I want no parts of DJ more. Look, even, even <laughs> I came to the realization probably the beginning of this season that as much as I love DJ more and as talented as I think he is, his ceiling is a wide receiver too. If you're really lucky, he'll give you a wide receiver 12 uh, season, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, he's not elite. Um, and he's had elite volume throughout his career. And everyone goes, oh, well, his quarterback play has been bad. But all right, well, sometimes you have to overcome things to be an elite fantasy asset. Like, that's just what elite players do. Um, but Deontay Johnson's a guy that, that you know, people hated him, hate him anyway. So the first chance that they can go, oh, yeah, see, he sucks. I told you he sucks. Um, and move on from him. They're looking to do. So he, he's struggling a little bit, but he's still got the volume. Um He's been elite his whole career, so I'm still buying in on him. Even with George Pickens there, I think there's there's enough volume for DJ, um, DJ, uh, excuse me, Deontay Johnson. Um, that DJ that I, I was I, I, say that I still want to, you know, I still want to buy in on him, and it's it's a good time to get him because he's it, this is when he's obtainable. I don't know if it's a buy low because there's no such thing anymore, but he's definitely really? obtainable. Yeah, he's a buy though. Yes. What about you, Jeremy? Yeah, no, I, I, that's a great player. I mean, obviously, Steelers' offense is down. I, both of those, you guys know, I love George Pickens, and you 
also probably remember that I that I'm a big Deontay Johnson fan. I think that those two are very talented, above average wide receivers, capable of. And I, you know, I think they'll both be fine. And but that team's got they're rebuilding. They have some issues, but I think along with um, Elijah Moore, those are two guys to definitely reach out and try to try to acquire. I mean, maybe you're not going to get a steal, but you ought to be able to buy them lower than you know. Um, when they reach their peak value for sure. And it's, I mean, that's kind of how you have to do it, but buy it a little bit of a discount. People like teams, you know, Shane does this a lot too, you know, trading, trading for those players from teams that want to take a title this year, like say a Michael Sipes team, you know, you're trying to go for it again. And you know, so that you'd make great trade partners because you'd want to get players that, um, you know, can, can help you now. And then, you know, let's wait until next season. And these guys are going to be great and beyond. So, yeah. No, it's great advice. I think that that we could come up with a great list of players to just go for, you know. Yeah, well, I'll just I'll just in next year. Again, and this isn't buy low cuz I don't I don't believe that's usually a thing. And usually when you're buying low on something, you get what you pay for. But when something becomes obtainable, I think it's it's important to poke around. So, the start of the season, Drake London and Garrett Wilson were making everybody hornier than than <laughs> Christy Brinkley when we were kids. Um, no one's gonna, no, no people are going to go look her up like, who? Um, a good analogy. Hell is that? You know, um, people were absolutely all over them, right? And I I, I know because I, I do a lot of things where I'm dealing with social media and questions, and now I'm getting a ton of questions about, like, uh, should I move Drake London? Should I move Garrett Wilson? Whereas three weeks ago, four weeks ago, it was how much should I pay for these players? To me, that's one of those situations where it goes, let me just poke around. Let me let yeah. me just see. Like, are you willing to go, all right, well, how about I give you a 23 first for London? Why don't you just re-roll this? His situation's horrible. Marcus Mariota is going to be there for, you know, his entire career, I'm sure. They're going to run the ball at a 57% clip his entire career. So maybe you should move on from Drake London right now. Um, so those are two players, too, the rookie players that I'm looking at, just poking at. I love that you you come up with that idea based on the people reaching out to you to ask your advice <laughs> about the player. Then you realize like, hey, these people are talking about this, and then you start poking around with all well, the leagues you're in. I mean, well, because we we've talked about it before. It almost it doesn't matter what I think of a player. It matters what the market thinks of a player, right? So right. if the market undervalues a player that I value, well, all right, there's a chance for me to make a move. If they if they overvalue a player that I, I think I can make a profit Precisely. on, well, then you, you can have that player. The player where we get in trouble is when I fall in love with DJ Moore and I'm like, I need 40 DJ Moores on my team. Instead of having a process and going, I need 40 DJ Moore type players, but then, you know, they're all different guys. They're just in that range. And if some of them miss fine, but it's not going to be, you know, 70% of my rosters are going to be tied to DJ Moore and his pathetic wide receiver too. <laughs> producing ass that's why i laughed pat when you said dj Moore because we already went through this a couple weeks ago where shane was dumping him everywhere he could so <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> but look we have a couple trades on the list that we're gonna push off for the patreons because we've already been hanging out here for almost an hour already so uh before we wrap everything up pat you kind of jumped in we did a lot of things really fast and we didn't really do an official like uh introduction to you but is there anything you want to plug or tell everybody about yourself <laughs> oh man uh 
Yeah, people can check out Fitz on Fantasy and, uh, you know, starting with the 201st episode next week. Um, and just, you know, hit me up at Fantasy Pros or Betting Pros. Uh, my stuff's up there every week and people can find me on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. Awesome. And Shane, tell everybody about our patrons that we're going to get ready to do these trades for the patrons. Oh, we have a patron um, group me. You get a lot of content. Um, I, I'm sorry. I should sound more excited. You need, right. Yeah, you need to do that with more enthusiasm. Listen, Bring I'm the, the one that's sick up. right now. You're the one. You Bring the enthusiasm up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, we have a Patreon. <laughs> um, you should become a patron because you get the uncensored version of this show, which I've been told repeatedly is it's it's like <laughs> – you know when you watch Justice League in the movies and you're like, oh, this this is just shit. All no, right. this is not a right comparison. Then you're saying no. our show is shit when it's on iTunes. Uh, the okay. wrong that's, comparison. That's a great comparison. But then, but then, but then oh you watch the four and a half hour epic Zack Snyder cut on HBO Max. And you're like, this is everything that I thought it could be. Like, oh. What you have is, you know. It's the opposite of what happens to our show. Michael's our director, right? And our producer of content. And he takes my vision and chops it up and takes things out that I feel should be said to the, to the public. But only the patrons get to hear them because Michael does not want me to get sued or exactly. told on Twitter. Exactly. I'm, and Jeremy, it's not like you and I would get in trouble. It would only be Shane is what he's saying. That's the I'm, only reason I'm I do generally it. Generally, the one that says the stupid <laughs> shit. But anyway, so become a patron. Oh my uh, god! You get the uncensored version of this show, bonus podcasts. Uh, you get at least an article a week from me. I'm sharing data with you. You get a whole bunch of stuff, really swag, all of it. Just beautiful stuff. Beautiful thing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that that was the right comparison, but it's still funny. So that's great. So uh, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. And, um, you know, check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. And say goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs>